Allen Ginsberg created a college. I made it about this man, Allen Ginsberg, <laughs> created a college there that I feel like is. Is that the. No, I'm thinking Alan Dershowitz. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, is that Nobody the from Epstein's Hedo? In and Out list. <laughs> Hedo. Well, apparently everyone's on that. So, um, but Cameron Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's oh true. Oh my god. Um, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Uh, like she was probably trying to be a guy's gal and guys gal too close to the sun um hey nico hey con i love you i love you no homo a little bit of homo for me just a little just a smidge from two guys who were never part of the boys club we want to welcome you to ours welcome to boys club this is our podcast about boys and about other things like their clubs and the things we were a part of hockey and we're not a part of bagels wait did you say we were a part of hockey no i wasn't me neither Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. <laughs> Connor's like, what do boys eat? <laughs> My feelings. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> so, Connor? I, I feel like you're dressed like Steve I'm Carell. in a full grout fit today, which was a little unintentional because I had to get I had to randomly get on a work Zoom call for my soccer coaching job and I had this like really bright colored Patagonia on that I love, but I was just feeling self-conscious about getting on this call for some reason. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just put on my gray like work hoodie. And then I like left immediately to come here. And I was like, I'm fully in a grout fit. You, so. That movie where he killed someone and he's awesome. a wrestler. Do you awesome. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Foxtrot. You look like in Foxtrot. Is that it? Steve Carell? Uh-huh. I haven't seen Do that. Do you see that movie? It's very disturbing. No, I haven't seen it. Um, and I, then I feel like I'm dressed kind of like a guidance counselor who's problematic. Well, I'm laughing at your new, uh, you have now a new Boston Red Sox hat and yeah. a new Yankees t-shirt. So you got to pick a lane. I, I know. I actually get nervous wearing this in public because I don't want to upset anyone. Yeah. And I just don't, I'm not going to die for it. This is not a cause I'll die for. What, what about a Phillies hat? Um, no one has ever given me one. <laughs> well, actually, do you want to know something? Did somebody give you that? Well, no, I got it from my, I found it somewhere at home, I guess. Okay. But I, a lot of times I find them in Lost and Founds or at work or whatever, but I don't know where I found this. I, I like went thrift shopping in my parents' garage and gotcha. thrift stealing. And I, like this, this Monet, this Monet. Yeah. I don't know. It's just where my mom's and now it's mine. Oh, that's really pretty. Uh, can you see it? It's behind a lamp. It's so small, but I love it. Do you feel that the way that it was designed in the room where it's behind a lamp was like not Yeah, it's going to be tough intuitive? to see, but I, um, in that way it's like a hidden gem How did this here? lamp get turned on? Did you turn this I lamp on? I turned it on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could you walk? Okay. Nico and I are very Nico really likes light and I really like dark. I just and think it's nice when we have people in here that we can see each other. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is lamp. new though. This lamp is new. Yeah, I got it at a little store in Fort Greene that was underground. Boys, I'm looking at a red. I can't even describe this. It's I think a it's little orange, orange. Maybe red. I don't well, know. Um, did you see any boys clubs this week? Um, okay, mine is I am have am a late in life. Real Housewives Salt Lake City person uh-huh. and then I also started watching and for like years like I never watched Real Housewives and I think that was an internalized homophobia thing and I'm sorry and I like randomly started with Salt Lake City because I wanted to see the girl go to jail woman go to jail and <laughs> I Jen Shaw shout out Jen Shaw shout out Jen Shaw who's maybe has a lot of time to listen to things like this and maybe yeah Jen Shaw if you're listening send us a, a regimen for amazing abs <laughs> amazing abs and um I don't even know what we're saying. Oh yeah, but now so then I just got into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. Which I Wait, up until this point had you only watched Salt Lake. Yeah, like okay. I kind of engaged with the Gentle Lions thing, but like not really. Those okay, with the New York. Yes, um, but now I'm into Real Housewives of Beverly. I'm so fascinated by it, and it did take me a minute. What was the original Housewives franchise? Probably like one in California, Orange Ooh. County, Orange County. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, are you? Do you watch? 
Am I? No, am I I wait, I'm not, not no, yet. It'll, when we bring you, I know I'm. The, I'm literally. I shouldn't be allowed to run things, and <laughs> I shouldn't because I like. I'm just like yeah, and but I'm like kind of obsessed with it. And I was up till three in the morning last night, and I like couldn't go to bed. And I accidentally turned the TV off at one point. And I was like, it's a sign, go to bed. I can't stop watching it. I'm addicted. Like it's so good. Yeah, I've been I've been watching Salt Lake so that I can keep up with you. Yeah, and so I can under, can I so I can speak your language, and I'm like three episodes in, and it's already crazy. It's crazy off the bat. The first episode, it's crazy. Mikey Aber said that we're we were kind of going through. Well, he said this was not telling him this, but we were going through like who in our friend group is who, and he said that we were both Meredith Marks. Me and you, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I really appreciate because to me, Meredith Marks is like either the center some- of attention or completely disengaged and uninvolved. Yeah, but is never gonna be kind of mid. Never is always this shining star or like, actually, I'm not engaging with that at all. Okay. Who did he give the other people? Okay. That's we can't say. Okay. Um, and uh, he wait. said Maddie wasn't on the show at all because there's no one who is stable. <laughs> so that's such a testament to her stability. Okay. Fair enough. Well, the first episode when they like are going through everybody, it's like, you know, they're doing like the first ever intro and they get to Mary and Mary's like, she's like, yeah, I'm married to my step grandfather. And I was like, what the hell? And then I love how they have all these other women come on and be like, yeah, we're Mormon. And this is fucking crazy. Yes, it is an inch. Uh, that one is real. What I like about it is it's just like an hour of watching women have crucial conversations, especially Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. Everyone is just like, they're always having a crucial conversation. It's like, I don't even remember what the original friendship was like when it was good. You're always having a crucial conversation. Wow. Yeah. Like, Conversations about like global issues or like no kind of like interpersonal dynamics. What happened there upset me, and then but then they'll be like talking about a time where they tried to make up for this other thing that happened, and then they just snowball. Yeah, their ability to make a little thing last a season. Well, the first episode of Housewives of Salt Lake is uh like one of the big conflicts. Or the first like two episodes, it's like Mary told Jen Shaw she smelled like hospital. Jen Shaw had just come from her aunt's like emergency double leg amputation and so she was really upset about that and then they were kind of going back and forth about who was actually more affected by hospital smell. <laughs> Wait, there's an episode about Beverly Hills. I mean, on Beverly Hills, I was like, I need to send this to you because I really do want, it's actually a two-parter. It was a to-be-continued and I, I, when they do that. I just think you would really like it. Like I know it's just, it's it's really well done and yeah. it, it, I know no one wrote it but if someone did, the writing in it is really strong. Well, I was just thinking about how the producers must have been so excited and maybe i have a conspiracy that maybe they even called the authorities on jen shaw oh do you have that theory or do you find that on the internet no i have that theory i haven't gotten to there yet but like imagine being a producer and like you're able to catch jen shaw being chased by the fbi on your real housewives like while they're taping i mean i know i'm sure they're filming a lot but like they're not filming all the time wait that's why i told you to start with season two because the first episode of season two it really does feel like the last true thing that happened in our world in a world where everything is fake and lies wow watching the feds show up it's like this is real (laughs) the one thing that's real is the feds and wait one last thing on um reality tv um you just sent me the other day that deal or no deal is revamping deal or no deal island without howie mandel no he's producing it oh geez it's Deal or No Deal Island. I guess you can put Island after. It does look like that. I mean, Milf, it looks like Milf Island. It looks like a combination of Deal or No Deal and um, Survivor. Survivor, yeah. I which know. I'm like, what is that going to be? I know. I feel like we are missing they need to, out. My point being they need to stop doing remakes and just make new things. Because oh. there's three different shows that are The Masked Singer right now or some iteration of that. I know. It's kind of every talent you could have. Just put a mask on and guess who it is. <laughs> I know. The is, Masked Painter. I'm like, is everybody like playing peekaboo? Like, what is this? I think there are three. There is. There's a dancer, there's singer, and then there's kind of another one. There's something else. Like, all the big networks have one. Whatever. I know. 
The masked poet. The masked poet. That's <laughs> what I want in this world. Um, but I, the last thing I would say is I do th- wish that for us that we, there are, are a lot of opportunities to make a ton of money on reality TV or game shows right now. And I wish that we were engaging with that <laughs> culture because we are interesting at least. Yeah. Well, we got to come up with a audition tape. Real Housewives of Bushwick. That can I be applied fun. for Survivor, so if I stop answering your text, I just want you to know <laughs> That's where you went that to I your, probably went on Survivor. Your Survivor Island. Yeah. Um, did you see Boys Club this week? Yes, I did. Yesterday at the gym, I saw... This is mine for this week. Is um, Men who go to the gym in large groups and take up a lot of space and make a lot of noise. How large are the groups? And Five. Oh, I don't even know five people. I, I, I know. And listen, I don't want to discourage men from being with their buddies because uh, i think that's important for them to have uh uh circle jerks no more <laughs> just friends sure? i think solo men scarier than men with friends oh so good for them to have friends but at the same time you can't take up the entire weight section and like be grunting and throwing things it's just like a lot of people are here on their I'm own i'm really pro i always fight with you on this podcast i feel bad i'm no. really pro grunting at the gym to be honest no, totally. If you need to, like, I'm not saying, like, if you need to, like, really lift a weight and it's like, ah, whatever. But, like, when it's uh, when it's re- loud so I can hear, even when I have my headphones on at pretty decent volume, that's excessive. That sounds like hypertrophy. It sounds like he's, like, he's trying to. And I'm like, there's just no need for this. It's just, anyway. I, anyway, I just think these guys come in and they take up all, like, they take up every inch of this one area of the gym and it's like well now nobody else can and then they, they, they're they not like respectful of anybody else to like try to get into like grab weights and like go somewhere else they're just like really in the way i ha- do hate that and it puts me t- like at least when i take up one squat rack for an hour it's like a four by four area it's very yeah. small i know i'm like never trying to take up too much space in the gym because i don't want to be in anybody's way and I... these guys seem to have no problem no be in people's way i said to someone yesterday <laughs> who was like well i didn't want to run the light and i was like I was like, I want you to sprint the light. I want you to see the light. I want you to sprint by it. Yeah. I want you to do 12 on this show that told you to do eight. I want you to do 20. <laughs> Fuck it. We let them drag you off because you yeah. know who is? The boys. The boys are doing 12. They're doing 12. They're doing yeah. 15. I, I will say I did hear of somebody recently who ran the light and then the other person didn't get to go because there was a curfew. <laughs> Wait, the word the other person is running. Can you, can you say who was? No. <laughs> Somebody else didn't get to go because anyway, Wait, we're getting into... That's really funny. All right. Okay, and the last thing I want to say, do you think that the men are there at the gym together because it's like a New Year's, new me kind of thing? Maybe. I don't know. Their whole vibe was weird. They also smelled really badly of cigarettes in a way that I was like, were you smoking them in the room? Oh. It was strange. It was my roommate. Remember my <laughs> <laughs> Your old roommate who used to smoke in the house. Oy vey. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> boys, we have another guest today. As always, uh, you heard her co-host recently of the Go Touch Grass podcast. We're so excited to have her with us. Please welcome Millie Tamarez. Hey. Hi. Welcome. I just have to say, like, when I join a podcast and it's like the two hosts bantering, I'm going to tell a story and then I'm going to bring it back. Um, I had a friend who I met when I was 19 years old and we became really good friends and, um, and you know, and I just met her. Right. And then her mom passed away, um, when we were like in, you know, 30 and, uh, she went to her mom's house and she went through her belongings and found a picture of us. We were actually friends when we were four years old in preschool. And, um, there's a picture of, um, her blowing out her birthday cake candles, uh, which is already like cool that like somebody yeah. I met in my adulthood, I met when, and there's a picture of her blowing out her birthday cake candles and ne- I'm next to her covering my mouth. And I remember I'm like, I couldn't totally see, 
like somebody had told me, Millie, it's not your birthday. Don't blow out the candles. <laughs> and I was like trying to make. And that's what feeling like being on a podcast with two hosts <laughs> are speaking about things. And I'm like, not your turn. Not your turn. Blah, blah. Wait, but I don't so want appreciate you- that because if you had like, obviously we've had people who just like completely bust in and we're both like, OK, OK, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, I had to say the Orange County thing because we no, cannot it, give this well, information. That was it. Wait, so but you- I do have strong opinions about it everything you said but we can go to the podcast are you wait so you watch real housewives yes all of them yes no, well i can't i can't do a franchise that's all white women like if it's just salt no lake city so, no, no salt, salt lake, lake city no, oh you're like, right incredibly Jen Shaw and mary <laughs> and um, both i gone. mean well like uh <laughs> monica the goat is um <laughs> you know uh colombian and portuguese like when it's just all Caucasian people, I just can't do it. I can't do Orange County. They had one black girl for one season, like last year, and they fucking were so mean to her. Yikes. So mean. <laughs> like, and this girl, and also this girl was really going through it. Like she was crazy, but all of them are crazy. And they were so mean to this fucking girl. This girl, this is how she found out she was getting divorced. Her husband served her paper. Like, like Jesus. just on the show, on the show served her papers completely abandoned her she had like an autistic son that was two years old and like also her dad died that season. so then anytime oh she would God. say anything they're like stop talking about your divorce <laughs> oh my God. Were, and then you're just seeing them relentlessly bully her Yikes. even though she was like prettier than all of them and whatever and then um she's off so i'm like i can't do orange county anymore are they all trumpers a lot of them are also i went to college in orange county so like yeah because <laughs> yeah. i really like selling sunset and then also selling the oc kind of but i do feel that selling sunset is kind of like that's your like liberal versus conservative which is selling the oc like selling the oc storm the capital and then selling sunset at least knows one gay person and it's Chriselle. <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah and i feel but i feel like orange county is the more like scenic version of California. Like it is prettier and all this stuff, but like, yikes. It, Cause they also, so I went to college in California and I grew up in Miami, but I felt like orange, you know, when I went to college. It was like, it's all the, it was so similar to Miami in the worst ways. Cause at least Miami, there's like party culture yeah, and yeah. like fun stuff. But like orange County, like I went to a party in orange County and it was like, yeah, this is more of a kickback. I'm like what? The fuck is Wait, it? That was my, that's how I felt about. I've been to California two times, mm-hmm. and that was how I felt in general about California social life. Was that like There's it was none, a yeah. lot more like we're going to someone's apartment, or we're it's like we're going on a hike. We're going. Whereas New York, I feel like it's very like it's a little bit of everything. Like it is yeah. a lot more like. But there is a party scene here. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But yeah, I um, I've the OC. It just gives me like it's just like so ultra wealthy that that's just got to be. Well, it's weird because wealthy people here. It was the first place where, like, first of all, I encountered wealth like that. Like, this is a great because exa- my college was like kind of like a Buddhist college, and like that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other episode. Wait, but what's it called? Soka University. Like, no one's ever heard of Who it. Who founded it? Um. It's like a, for, a sect of like Japanese Buddhism. I'm so fascinated by that. Never yeah. Mind. So like, yeah, because I grew up Buddhist too. So like, it's slightly affiliated. Oh, cool. Where my brain went. And I'm also Buddhist now. Yeah. Allen Ginsberg created a college. I made it about this man. Allen Ginsberg <laughs> created a college there that I feel like is, is that the 
No, I'm thinking Alan Dershowitz. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that nobody the from Epstein's Pedo? In and Out list? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently everyone's on that. So, um, but Cameron Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's oh true. Oh my god. Um, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Uh, like she was probably trying to be a guy's gal yes. and guy's gal t- too close to the sun. <laughs> um, and now, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, when I, so the first time I like really, really encountered wealth was like a lot of the kids from my college were mostly like from other places and they were also Buddhist and they like went to this, co- like from Japan, from all these places. There's some like local OC people. It was like the first time, like for wealthy people in New York, like they want their kids to go to the best schools and get the best education. They're like, I met so many rich ass people who like their kids were going to community college. Like it was weird to me. Interesting. Like, like my friend, like there's nothing wrong with community college, but a lot of my friends would go to community college to fucking save money for two years and then transfer or if they wanted like the college experience like a lot of my friends would go to community college like near uf or near university of central florida like those you know and those had a whole thing so to see like really really wealthy people with their kids at a community college like just like lounging around and like kind of surfing and not doing shit was weird and then we like there was always like two or three people like in every class like in every um because my school only had 500 people. To, it's fucking crazy. Whoa. Um, <clears throat> the whole college. So there is this one guy. That's Brooklyn comedy. There's I probably know. 500 people. In there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say prob- yeah, probably. Yeah, probably even more. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, because like. I just asked them yesterday. I was like, did you just move here? And they're like, no. And I was like. <laughs> Don't ask that. Don't ask <laughs> Never that. Never ask that. Because that's like so annoying. No, it was Because so some bad. people like. Don't fucking do that. Like, because people try to suss you out. Like, and they felt and it's like they never it. heard of this guy was like, so do you? Do, and I'm like, you're gonna embarrass yourself. Yeah. Like, just be like, so where do you do comedy? You know, whatever. Yeah. And then it's also tough because there's some people you don't know how many guys I'm on, on like Tinder and stuff, and they fucking like go to one mic at Eastville. And like they, they're like, I'm a comedian. Like, For so like it's hard. Fourteen dollars. Yeah, girl. <laughs> so that talk about voice club. Um, but anyway, the 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 one marker of wealth is that I go to this guy Rory, and he like, he w- he wanted to stay by home, so he whatever. He's like Orange County, like rich guy, and he invited me. He invited me over to his house to smoke weed, but and I brought two friends, and it was the first time. Have you, do you remember? those and it was probably before your time like before to vape it used you have to put it into a machine and it would blow up into this big air th- you don't know what i'm talking uh. about like this big plastic bag it was so crazy <laughs> so you had this like contra- because before like vapes now they make them like super short like super small like weed vapes and they have like oil but before you'd put like actual weed into this machine and it would like actually vaporize it into this like big like plastic bag thing and then you would suck out the the vapor from the plastic bag and it was like a super so we had that going we had two like two or three joints and like it was the first time that i smoked where it was like the weed never ended (laughs) and then cut to me like when i go home for 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 um the holidays like or like summer or something this is how we would smoke weed i'd be with like five girls like we're all like kind of miami and my one home girl we're like staying at like we're hanging out at her house because 
there's a thing called open crib where basically that's when your parents like go on vacation but usually when when you're like the parents would go to the caribbean or to their home country to like south america central america or whatever they would go for like they wouldn't go for like two days they'd go for like a week or two weeks or three weeks so it would be open crib at that person's house so everyone would be like in and out and that's when we could all hang out with guys and stuff so one time we were like at my homegirl's house and her whole family was out on vacation or something and we wanted to smoke weed we had there were nick bags (laughs) for five dollars and then we smoked but it was between five people so we each got like one hit and we're walking around and we're like uh let's try to get more so we broke her brother's piggy bank got like a bunch of quarters went to the 16 year old that sold us the weed and we're like yo can we get another nigga he's like yeah and then we threw him a plastic bag full of quarters and he's like what the fuck am i supposed to do I'm like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go back in time to Wednesday where they have 39 cent cheeseburgers at McDonald's. And then I'm like, yeah. So that was my life. And then I'm encountered with this wealth of Orange County. Yes. I feel like... (laughs) I dropped so many bombs. But also going from Florida to California, like the weed culture, it's like... It's different. Completely different different. because it's just like... Because I live... I'm from Georgia. So like anytime we go home, it's like... Like just even being in New York, I'm like, fuck, I forget that you can't just get weed anywhere. Oh, yeah. Like at a little bodega. Yeah. yeah. You have to know a guy and then the whatever. And California is different. Like, you know, but it was like also I'm going to say, well, California's smoking culture. I think New York's drinking culture. New York is like, let's go drinks, 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 whatever. Like, let's get drinks. California is like, let's smoke. Let's. Smoke. And I'm just like and I'm, I just feel like the weed is too strong hot take yeah the weed is too strong so it's like you're like high out of your mind and you're trying to like engage socially with people and then or like i you know i would know like uh, you know i'm like people are like hey Millie, you want to smoke and i'm like yeah and they're like okay we're going in a smike <laughs> and i'm like i need to stop being friends with white people <laughs> is that where you hike and you smoke at the same time yeah i would fall i don't that would be yeah. horrible or like because my college was around canyons it was like in mm. this like Kent. So we would go down. It's crazy. That is how I picture. And I think this is because Lana Del Rey. But like when I think about California, I just envision like sitting in a nice house, looking hot, looking out a window, but really sad. And like, <laughs> yeah, but that's not L.A. That's like Orange County. Yeah. Or like if you're extremely rich in L.A., but like everyone else is living in an apartment. <laughs> like oh, yeah and like whatever which i mean comparatively to new york like the apartments are like huge yeah and they probably have a pool or something but yeah it's not like that. i don't know but yeah like orange county for sure yeah um there's a lot of like canyons and all that shit and it's like a fucking desert but i went to one warehouse party that i thought was super cool because it was like in the middle of nowhere and it's like but you do have this in new york it's just in New York. It doesn't make yeah. it less cool that there's not a warehouse next door, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You're saying like an L.A. warehouse party. Yeah, but it those are the only a things. standalone warehouse. Nothing was near it. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, where, I, that's where you go to die. die People yeah. were smoking inside, which I still think is so fascinating. Like yeah, I know. I'm just like, then you have to wash your hair. But yeah, but like that's probably the only way that they can have a party past 1 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. like you yeah. have to be in the middle. Of the Wait, party. I have a question about... so. I, Ask me anything. Is yeah. AMA? I didn't. Uh, is Buddhism big in Miami, or was that like more specific to your family and childhood? Um, I feel like there are people who practice everywhere, but yeah. it's like kind of my family. But like, yeah, there are people who practice everywhere. But like, I knew 
I think now we have like three centers in Miami. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, in like South Florida, South Greater South Florida. Yeah. So yeah, we have yeah. So like, there's a community, but it's not yeah. like a major religion. Like, yeah. I was definitely like teased growing up for being Buddhist. Like, <laughs> I uh, love the way you said teased. It was yeah. like <laughs> discriminated <Roasted>. against. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, no. Well, like I mean, it's teased because they're like Buddhists. Like, what do you worship booties? And like, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, Buddha. Like whatever. Like you know, like kind of that. Yeah. And um, you know, there's like. <laughs> that's such a part of my childhood is like whatever like people are like oh buddha and i'm like oh god everyone's so stupid but um you know i go to like we have a center in brooklyn um like by the barclays center and i went and we'll like have like kind of they'll show segments of like you know lectures of you know people in japan and stuff like just sharing like you know philosophical like kind of like a sermon i guess like that's the closest thing mm -hmm. you know you can probably compare it to but like so there and there's um like captions in the bottom so it's like they're you're getting a sermon from japan and um they're like yeah this you know this one guy like you know he has his phd in like buddhist studies he's a buddhologist and, I, <laughs> and like when we saw the me and like three people in the row like you're like <laughs> so it's like okay you know sometimes people roast you and it's funny <laughs> like, i'm like that stuck with me of like something that happened within the past month it's like how did they let that slide buddhologist they just but like they're just translating it, it from japanese <laughs> like i'm sure it's not a pun about asses yeah in jip in japanese yeah. but only fucking in a you know is That's it like funny. a big are you would you call yourself religious um i'm certainly spiritual and yeah i think like there are friends who like if i do one-to-one -one on like i have really really close friends and because the because i vibe with the philosophies of buddhism which is like it's very heavy on karma and you have to like you know do positive things and like your environment is a reflection of it's philosophies that i feel like a lot of people can vibe with you yeah. know it's not necessarily like you can't be gay or you have to not eat meat or something. It's more of like, you know, you're karmically tied to the people in your environment. And like, if you want something to change in your, like, you're not going to get anywhere with like, if you're, if you're unsatisfied with your situation, like everyone else has to, it's like, you have to change first and like taking personal responsibility in that. So I really vibe with that. And like, I really do believe in all that stuff, but I, and, but, and I also have friends where like, they're really doing meetings. They're like doing meetings every day, like all that stuff. And like, I do a one-to-one -one comparison of like, if you were this intense about literally any other religious religion, I'd be, you'd be a fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were this intense about Mormonism, yeah, you would be sure. like, I would not be friends with you, but because it's like, so it's like, there are those personality types and like, it's all about community too. And I feel like I am spiritual. I like do whatever and it does give me hope and provide like some kind of stability. But I also have found community in other way places. So when just any, I mean, every community or, or like group of people is going to have like toxic or, or like not toxic, but like, you know, problematic things that pop up and like, because that like I have community in different places, like, I'm not so tied to the, like making this. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know.
So yeah. I hope that answered your question. No, it did. I learned about it one time <laughs> because I took a beat generation class and that was like Jack Kerouac and they like that group of writers like f- uh, grew into became Buddhist in their mm-hmm. lives. So you said beat. So I was like, I thought you were talking about music. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you, you production? Like you're like, Timbaland? oh, you're cool. Oh, no, <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, it does seem like the, like, I, I totally hear what you're saying, like, about if anybody, it, it is, the, it seems so chill, respective to other faiths, because it doesn't have as much of, like, a prescription for, yeah. it seems more open-ended in that you can bring your life into its, like, in, in how that reacts with its practices, more so than, like, you were saying like other religions that are like, you can't be gay. You can't eat meat on Fridays. You can't do this. You yeah. can't do that. And I mean, all of those are like just symptoms of like people trying to understand yeah. the world and whatever. But there are things that I feel like in the actual like Buddhist organization, you know, I feel like they're still trying to catch up, you know, like because um, everything's like pretty gendered. Like mm. there's like women's division, men's division, all this stuff, you know, which in one end, it's like makes sense. Like you know they want you to connect with like some people that like are your same you know um like you get a like a like an older member you know so it's like it's easier if like the older member is like also whatever but like now they're trying to catch up with like non-binary and like all this other stuff and like and at times when it feels like it's too slow to catch up like i'm like oh thank god i have other communities but in many other ways, it's like in a religious context, like it's so progressive yeah. in many other ways. Oh, I was going to mm. say, like, even the fact that they are and even trying acknowledging to do it exactly is leaps and bounds ahead of every well, other yeah. faith. It seems we have like a queer like whole segment and That's group. Cool. And like, so, yeah, like which is kind of goes into my boys club. But um, they, they, they used to have a float in like the pride parade. Um, and I've like marched in the New York Pride like with my Buddhist group That's and so all that cool. stuff. Yeah, so That's like cooler. I marched really with a cool. bank, some bank. Oh, a bank. Yeah, <laughs> some yeah, gay yeah. guy was like, "I work for a bank and I need people to march with us." And I was like, "Okay." No, um, we you had can like march choreography for or Buddhism. <laughs> yeah, I know. We had like choreography. We did like dance because I was part of like the performance group, so we would do like dance choreography. So we had to do like this dance thing. So again, like you're fucking. It's like so long and dancing for like whatever four. 40 blocks yeah, yeah. jesus but i just remember well not jesus i'm kidding, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. but i just remember i was like doing um i was doing the choreography this was like in this had to be in like mm, either 2012 or 2009 i'm like mixing up my years but um i would i was so tired and we were doing the like you know choreography and stuff and um Okay, it was 2009. And I was slowing down. And then out of, like, I just kind of, like, gave up and, like, whatever. And then, like, in the crowd, there was, like, a really, like, a a fat black kid who was wearing a wig. And I think it was, like, a sign male at birth, like, wearing a wig. And he's like, come on, big girl, keep it going. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. I gotta keep it. Like, I have to, for this one, feel like, like, he was like, come on, don't stop. Like, That's yeah, so right. sweet. I was like, oh, I gotta. But I like, I did like run out. Like after 30 blocks, like I did not finish the parade. I'm like, I That's can't. the marathon people break. aren't talking about. That is the and that's a marathon that actually is for something, <laughs> not self-obsession, like the real marathon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I went, unlike yeah i i don't know yeah so there's that 
spot. That's so cool. Should we um should we start asking what our questions? What is a boys club that you're not a part of? I'm not a part of? Yeah, you can do whatever that I order want you to want. be. You can do any order and you okay. can want or not want. So, I feel like right I'm telling you, um I was <laughs> president of the gay straight alliance <laughs> de facto even though okay i'm straight does that mean you're the only person in it or no, no. one ran against you no you come on to explain de facto, <laughs> de facto right um so it the, the way that our organization worked was the president was always gay and the vice president was a straight girl who can <laughs> you know so that like, makes sense. I can see that I because love that. they needed the function, like right. it needed to run. It needs to be and a gay straight alliance, a gay straight alliance. <laughs> but the str- the the president got sent to a Cuban conversion camp. <laughs> he got sent to conversion camp. Oh no! Um, I know, and I I have this story in my hour, like in my um thing, um because people are always like, <gasps> but he's fine. Like he's married to his twin husband and they have four frenchies and they just had like had surrogate twins like no one is doing better <laughs> than frankie okay good <laughs> like like frankie. like literally and 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 the again frankie this is so crazy this uh, social media i saw frankie's engagement video have not like actually had well i kind of had a conversation with him but like he got proposed to just Life is so crazy. The family sent him to fucking conversion therapy. Fast forward 10 years later, the engagement thing is like, they go skydiving. (laughs) (laughs) And then when they land, like the husband had set up the Frenchies to hold a banner that says, will you marry me? The dogs. The dogs. The dogs. dogs. And the family, his family was all there clapping. It was so corny and ridiculous and whatever. I watched all nine minutes of it because I'm (laughs) a psychopath. But when I tell when yeah when I bring that up, no one is. I mean, I'm sure. Also, Frankie went to the military. Like again, the video was produced by A24. Like, <laughs> I, I know, right? The whole this whole story. Frankie went to the military, and again, like he looked like he was having fun. Like <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like it does get better. <laughs> like no one is living better than Frankie right now. Okay. Good for Frankie. Uh, but I, my life is in shambles. Frankie's <laughs> doing okay. And this is the plight of being a VP, but our de facto president, but so, or so you're you going to say president because he went to conversion. Therapy. Yes. Wow. And then like, he, yeah. And then did he finish high school? I don't know. I think like eventually, cause he had to go to, he went to the military. Did he, was he like, I'm leaving for conversion, conversion there. And then you're like, okay, I'll take care of it while you're gone. I think you? like we just like, I feel like we just found out. Were you like, no matter what end of the alliance you're on, when you get back, there's still a place for the <laughs> alliance. Well, no, now I'm president. So, <laughs> sorry, bitch. The way, Evita, <laughs> you, the way that that's like, if Biden goes down, Harris wakes up, and it's kind of the same story. You know? It's like, sorry, babe. <laughs> Hunter getting no more help. Um, so, I always had an entourage of five gay guys following me all the time in high school. Love. Like, again, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. And <laughs> like, again, um, so yeah, I feel like the boys club is like, I don't, you know, I feel like maybe if I was Gen Z or some, this is like really rude. So let me think whatever. But I feel like, you know, I do date men. I do date straight, uh, straight cis men. And I'm not going to say it's easy. You know, that has a lot of challenges. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> like, <laughs> well, men. <laughs> like men like men yeah exactly but it's not like i'm not under any illusions that dating women is easier and i you know sometimes i'm like there's like not a curiosity but it's like i feel like it's a kinsey thing of like everyone's a little gay everyone's yeah. a little straight whatever but i'm also like not re but like yeah like i'm pretty straight so i don't like to take up any space in like the queer community that being said i should be able to identify because <laughs> like, i feel like time. a gay man like a because like can i tell you like i have the taste and sensibilities and aesthetics of a gay man yeah. <laughs> um every time i go to a concert my spotify wrapped is identical to george severus and, <laughs> and charlie Bardet. every time i go to a concert i see i run into 20 gig i'm talking kalila kalila <laughs> on the other end i have gone to things and i'm like oh everyone else here is a lesbian <laughs> like i went to this one concert because i'm like oh i really like i really like this band the aces and um did not know like i really loved their first album the second album was all right but i really loved their first album the branding from the first album to the second album has made the lead singer into like a hot lesbian like heartthrob where and she like came out with like a suit and slick back hair kind of like tuxedo mask is the best way to describe yeah. what this and she she was getting like like it literally felt like i was watching the beatles in the 60s <laughs> like people were like ah! like screaming <laughs> like that and i'm like oh my god like what is happening or like yeah everything i it just happens to be you know uh so i feel like i'm in the alphabet mafia <laughs> but in the a for ally but i can't i'm never gonna be like a's for ally but i do you know obviously but like the whole thing about queer you know, I, I feel like a big part is like the i feel like it's a culture and a whole and a political thing as well yeah of you know like you know and like the radical liberation of queer people and stuff and i like 100 percent align culturally and all of that but i just sadly like i feel like a lot of the me. girls that were surrounded <laughs> by gay guys in high school they really ended up in the suburbs with six kids maybe four three and normal like three kids and they like I don't know. They're like the most suburban people in the world. They weren't in it for the long haul. They weren't. I don't even think they still know gay people. But I totally, I totally like agree and vibe with that. I think that like we're hitting. Those are independent voters. True. And you need to court them. And and the problem with the left is that. No. Yeah, exactly. And the problem with the left is that we're not embracing. So those women, like they can get radicalized either way. So just pay attention. Those are our girls. And they're at SoulCycle. You got to keep your finger on the pulse. Keep your finger on the pulse. I'm glad that you're saying this because sometimes I do put on my story. Republicans are evil. Like, and then I think people are, no. And then I think people think that I'm like preaching to the choir or whatever. And I'm like, you don't understand who my community is. You don't know who's in here. Because they're getting in their shit. Like, oh, the left is so bad. Kids want to identify as cats or whatever bullshit. <laughs> and they always need people to be like, listen. Yeah. I don't care who uses the bathroom. You were going to say something. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was. um Oh, yeah. I feel like we're reaching this like critical point in, or critical mass with like identities in that. Like, I feel like we've like over labeled everything into yeah. the ground. And I'm hoping that we're reaching like the kind of like tail end of that and like coming around the bell curve to what I uh, like hear you saying and agree with of this, like 
kind of expansion of just like queerness is like you're saying it's a radical it's a political it's a community identity and you know where i even find this with myself where like people get so like you know because i'm a trans guy with a with a, a girlfriend people being like well is that straight and it's like shut the fuck up yeah, like who cares? obviously i'm part of the queer um, community love is love yeah. is love <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it is like so like it's like we don't need to like fucking like you know nitty-gritty every little you know does this count does this count does this count when it's like you know like i what i hear you saying is that like it is expansive and you recognize like that you where you stack up in that which indicates to me like a real investment in the queer community like you're saying so like i just feel like i wish more people even within like people who more readily identify as queer would like actually understand yeah where the identity can just be more of an expansive i don't know yeah because like people who like get so hellbent on like the identity politics often are not the ones who are like this is a political radical community identity yeah and i feel like there are people who like you know want to want the community and the politics and all that stuff so they'll say that they are bi or pan or something and like really like maybe they're not and i uh, who cares like i'm not even trying to police that yeah i just know like if I really, ex- you know, I've really examined and I'm like, I actually, yeah, I'm not, but I do have all this other stuff. I'm not going to just say I am because, but it also, ha- you know, I, I was booked one time on the show. I get like DMs a lot about like shows like, oh, we're trying to have an all queer lineup or and I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, and one time it wasn't a super, to me, the show wasn't explicitly. And again, I've done shows Stonewall. Um, I've done shows that come in every, like, I don't know. It's just like kind of a circle, like who cares? But if, if it's explicitly like, this is a queer show, I'll say something. But there was this one show I was invited on and it wasn't at a queer venue or anything, but, um, I didn't, I had a feeling that I'm like, are, is it a queer show? Like, I'm not sure. how do you message i was like i'm not gay by the way you know what i mean (laughs) if they don't bring it up if they don't bring it up like um i'm not gonna say you know unless they say like hey we're actively looking for this so it's just like whatever and then when i get there they're like this is the new new york's like number one for queer and i'm like i tell the like the beginning i'm like hey just so you know i'm like not queer and they're like, yeah, but your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? They're docks. And they're like, yeah, but you're wearing like a chain belt. I'm like, I live in Bushwick. This is how people dress in Bushwick. And like that really upset me. And then they're like, well, maybe it'll come out later. And that like really like fucked with me where it's like, no, I'm like in my 30s and I've lived in New York. Like, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I get it. But and it's also like, I'm not going to come out to do a fucking 10 minutes yeah. for, <laughs> for you to pay me $20 five weeks from now. Like, actually, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah, That's exactly. Funny. So like, you know, again, I don't want to. Five weeks from now, I feel really attacked. <laughs> well. Can everyone send their Venmos? We just got the check. I know. <laughs> That's a whole other thing with me. I'm just like, I, I can't, I feel like I can't get on this hill, but I'm just like dog you did a show at union hall i know how much they fucking pay don't come to me with no 20 dollars, okay 50 minimum dog but you know that's why i gotta chill but i'm like anyway so you. yeah like i'm not gonna i don't care or somebody you know people would say like my queer friends you know are like uh 
like i would love to book you on this like thing you know i have a friend that works for glad and it's like i'd love to book you on this like series like if only you made out with one girl and i'm like <laughs> see i don't feel that like make out with one girl film it send it to us and then we'll book you <laughs> i know and i'm like i get it like uh, yeah i don't want to be taking space in something that's not for me but at the same time i'm like can't i just like um, that's the part is like that's the club i want it's like oh like yeah i you know i do understand it's like radical you know and i'm like i don't want to have to make out with a girl to like yeah you know advocate for these things or for having whatever so it's and it's especially too with like i think people are also starting to realize like queerness means sexuality and gender and i think everybody interacts on the gender spectrum in different ways too so like i think there's also like a lot of room there for like expansion of like what who we deem as like part of the i don't know i just think that there's we're we're seeing there's like a it's a way more open community i think that's a lot of the reason that like you know there's all these people on fox news that like 85 percent of gen z is gay and trans which is obviously not true but like but like i think the obviously we know the reason that the statistics are going up is because that like people are feeling accepted but also i think our definition of what these things can mean is like expanding and just because you're not like maybe as i don't know like i think that like there's a lot more like gray area yeah and it is like a culture thing too like in um college you know i took a lot of like anthropology and sociology classes and um you know we talked about like culturally like in other countries like in south america and brazil it's like you're not considered gay if you're still the penetrator so like technically like if you are top or what like that's still macho and that's still like the you know you're gay if you're like in america if you made out with a guy once like that's you know we're trying to define that now yeah but it's like sexuality but like in other places like that's not necessarily like the gay role is that you're just a penetrator no matter what or like if you sleep with trans women you're not you know what i mean because mm-hmm. again you're a penetrator now if you like getting penetrated then that's when you're masculine all this bullshit but Wait, so the bottom is the one who's not gay no the bottom is gay the bottom is gay the top is not the gay. bottom's gay everywhere <laughs> the gay, everywhere. <laughs> gay everywhere sorry go ahead um <laughs> on the side. that means i don't want to do anal anymore I'm <laughs> it's not fun i don't want to do it um yeah so it's like those those things are like so cultural but yeah like I just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Our friend uh, and comedian Ash Diggs, he had a joke for a while where he was talking about when he first like moved here, he was doing this joke on stage saying he was biracial and then a bunch of queer shows booked him in June for like Pride because they just heard the bi part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was going to be like, oh, I'm actually straight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but also, you know, light-skinned people are a little fruity. So <laughs> I feel like... Or they say zesty. And oh, but uh, another thing too. So, sorry. You no, feel no, like no. That. Well, I think the A should be adjacent, especially in this industry where opportunity can be tied to like identity and stuff and it's you're like, saying well, that a should stand for adjacent yeah okay, like it, okay. it may be in bookings and be like <laughs> and by adjacent it's like this person is like nice and this person's probably not going to do anything crazy yeah i know which you know in that case i am and i'm whatever yes. but again like if you want to actually because you know the same thing could be then it's a slippery slope on like you know, people who are like, well, I fucked a lot of black people, so I should be able to do this black show, which people do feel like, or like there's somebody who like studied abroad in Latin America and like they get booked on Latin show. Or there is a joke. I, I, 
kind of feel bad about this one but i like kind of outed her as like she like jokingly called herself trans latina like on a rachel dolezal kind of shit where a lot of people just thought that she was latina and she was like getting booked and then she wasn't and you know latina and uh it's also like there is not that many things and like yeah maybe in one part of brooklyn there's a lot of short like queer shows and all the stuff but like i know the react so i'm like not gonna push it but it's like you're talking about a boys club that i feel like whatever um and another thing too about like identities and stuff i did this show so you know i'm dominican and um you know but i I mostly do comedy in like brooklyn and like you know lower manhattan whatever but i know these group of dominican people um and like latin people uptown and then the bronx and they they do a lot of shows up there and um they have a huge following like i saw them sell like sell out an entire theater like a 500 people in east harlem like for one of their comedy sketch shows like a sketch comedy show like it's really cool like and it's really so i like directed one of their shows and they get like a lot of volunteers to help and one of their volunteers was this guy like i think his name was justin or or michael but like 100 percent like femme like makeup hair like to me it was like a trans you know and i was just like you know me like hey so like what's your pronouns like this (laughs) and that and they're like um you can just call me just i I don't give a fuck about that shit anyway but like just like (laughs) oh i'm just me like my name is justin but i'm just like however and i'm like yeah like that's kind of the point like you know and like yeah i'm like trying to be but it's exactly what you're saying of like we're we're moving past like what does it mean to be this that over labeling you yeah, know so yeah. i was really trying to respect their labels and they're like i don't give a fuck about that shit like i'm gonna wear makeup i'm gonna whatever but you you know you call me yeah yeah it's interesting it is interesting did you have a gay straight alliance at your school no and it's a whole thing because our competitor i went to an always catholic school and then our rival high school also an always catholic school they do have one but wow. we don't because it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of MAGA, my high school. Oh, your high school? Because yeah. I feel like Gay Straight Alliance, like, I just feel like that's not um, a thing anymore because I feel like we've moved past, like, I feel like culture has moved past, not the need, but like even calling it the Gay Straight Alliance, yeah. the GSA. It's like now probably called something like, like LGBTQ Club yeah, or the something. Q Club. Yeah. yeah. I do love the Alphabet Mafia. I feel like more people. <laughs> And my dad works in my high school though and i always think about does your dad <laughs> listen to the podcast yes oh, <laughs> where dude. it's like maybe his role is to just like sometimes play taylor swift so like the gay kid in the room feels seen and he's like here's this <laughs> man playing taylor swift. <laughs> my friend my friend was a teacher a middle school teacher in the bronx and she said there's this because she ran the gay she ran like the gay straight alliance in her school like pretty recently like i would say like within the past five years and um she was like there is this kid who I wasn't sure if he was gay or not. And he's like, in high, like 14 and he was whatever. And, um, one time I, I assigned an essay or like, we were like doing an exercise and it's like, if you could be anybody and it's like a black kid from the Bronx, it's like, if you could be anybody, like if any time period, like who would you be or something? And he was like, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> it's like, okay, what is happening? What What's a, going on? What a great why choice. Jennifer Aniston, why Jennifer Aniston? What is like, 
what particular like what he is- wanted to own New York in the nineties. <laughs> he was like I from to- <laughs> from a parking lot in California. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's in that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so, so funny. funny. She looks the same that she's looked her entire oh life. Oh my god, she, she looks looked amazing in the, the Golden Globes. She's never looked different. The, the, the Botox is Botoxing. She really. She gets like that. She has like the thread. Because I watched the morning show. Because I hate myself, and um, you know, I feel like she's getting that. Th- you know the thread thing. Yeah. <laughs> the thread like where they tie your it's like a facelift like to thread the Hadids did it I think for their eyes they everyone's do everyone That's does like, crazy. A bunch of so wait, is it like a mini facelift but it's like tied to threads and like it's fucking gnarly I'm sure she's doing that shit though yeah I mean she looks like uh, I mean they kind of all have aged pretty well I think Lisa Kudrow too and Courtney Cox had a whole thing. Courtney Cox went through what was that show she was on Cougar Town oh yeah with Busy I feel Phillips. like her yeah. the 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 some people was like just doing too much with the fillers. Like, yeah, we need to go back a little bit. Like, I never. Yeah, it's hard because you don't want to be like anti-plastic surgery, but you gotta be like, especially on Housewives, you're like, girl, chill yeah. out. They say they bit. haven't done. Lisa Barlow, who eats fast food for every meal, says she does nothing, nothing different. Meredith Marks says she never has injectables. That's a lying. goddamn lie. There's no way. Meredith Marks is a goddamn lie. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa, maybe because you can see it in the skin, but I'm also like, but that's probably why she freaks out if she doesn't have her glam team. Did you see the episode? It's like, yeah, because she gets beat to the gods every day. (laughs) (laughs) Monica calls her a a leathery trumper or something like that. Yeah, and I'm like, she ate. And then no one addressed it, but I was like, but is she a leather? She she is. She is. She's a trumper. She she likes the number one donator to Ted Ted Cruz. Cruz. So that's why we're on the same Reddit threads. Yeah, no, it's true. Lisa Barlow donates to Ted Cruz. Yeah, she's Mormon. They're all, that's why I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you were getting trolled. Like, you don't care that your friend was abusing her employees and all this shit. And now you want to make this girl feel bad because she's broke. And also she was like, fuck you. Yeah. All your morals are bad. Yeah. Like uh, St- Monica Stan, number one forever. Are you even caught, caught up on that yet? I'm not caught up. I'm on like episode You haven't three met Monica ever. yet. No. You haven't. Yeah. You I'm gotta, like way behind. But I've, I've, I was, it was a red flag to me that um, she'd converted to Mormonism. No, it's Lisa. corny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then was like, and like was like in the car being like, you have to do your ten commandments to the kid, and I was like, this is crazy. This it's is, crazy. Yeah. It's weird. Mormonism. When I interacted with it, like in high school, I met. It's one of those things where, the community is. I mean, just like any really strict, like I don't want to say cult, but like religious, like even like, I remember one time I was talking to Marsha. Or we were like going to, me and Marsha went to, um, Marsha Balski went to London and there was all these Hasidic or like Orthodox Jewish women. I feel like they were Hasidic. Um, and like, or we were walking around and I'm like, I feel so bad for them. And then she's like, they feel bad for you. You have to pay <laughs> your own bills. You have to, d-. and I'm like, yeah, like it's one of those things where if you grew up that way, I could totally see the appeal of like, they do a lot to take care of their community. Yeah. You know, yeah. they do a lot of like childcare. They do a lot of things. They do a lot of that. It's like, I can understand people who like what, you know, and they make it the whole way, the whole way they can keep members is like, same with Scientology. Same with, it's just like, if you leave, no one's going to talk to you again. And you have to like disown your entire family, whatever. So like, that's the way that they keep people, you know, in, but for someone to convert to know that and convert like consciously as an but i feel like her family was mormon 
Um, but she, yeah, her family was Mormon. But she, yeah, the, the, basically in the later seasons, it becomes this whole thing because she doesn't really, she's not a really strict Mormon. Yeah. Like she's not wearing the long underwear. She's, she drinks, she wears strapless dresses, which is like what Heather has a problem, whatever. It's hard to ask all your friends if any of them grew up Mormon. I don't even know how I would go about that. But I don't I know if like I know a single person. You would person. know. I think you would know. <laughs> I went on one date with one named Kyle. He had a beautiful skincare routine. I played soccer in like in between college seasons, like in the summer. There's like this like summer league for like a lot of players to play in school. And so I was on a team with these two girls from um Oh, somewhere in Utah, like some some school that out there that was like Mormon, and they and like BYU. One, no, it wasn't BYU. It was um a smaller school, but like one of them like had to leave during the middle of her like soccer season in college to like go do her mission. That's crazy. And like both of them got married like immediately out yeah, of college. Yeah, yeah, I know my friend like like so I had a few Mormon friends in high school, but they like all but then I would hear like what she's doing, and she's like, okay, well I'm not allowed to date until I'm sixteen, but once I'm sixteen, like. I can go on dates with people, but like our dates are like family, like, like they bring their family and like we well I'll go bowling together or they'll do group dates. Like they'll yeah. have like a group of 16 year olds, like all hanging out like two days, you know? And I'm like, to me, I'm like, now I'm like, that's kind of great. But in the, at the time I'm like, damn, that's so fun that they can do like fun social activities together. And like, again, build this community and yeah. all of that. And like, she got married right when she has like fucking mad kids and stuff. But like, she got i don't know it's just like interesting of like yeah if you grew up this way i could see what what the appeal but like mitt romney's mormon yeah he <laughs> likes to drink milk like he got really close thing. to the white house i just think that's not so that close <laughs> um yeah it's funny that he was the nominee like i feel like if he was the demo the republicans would be like that's crazy. We, you're this person is a crazy religion whereas democrats are like i guess we can't say much about this man's religion no he's um the Republican, it's tough because the Republican, um, I'm like getting into politics. The Republican arm is really big. So is the Democrat arm. Like you have like leftist and you have like centrist, like Biden. You know, AOC and Biden are in the same thing. Yeah. And then Mitt Romney was like a more quote unquote sensible Republican. He's still a Republican. He believes like that companies should never get taxed and he hates black people. But <laughs> he's not like a crazy, insane, like Trump, whatever Republican. But so he can convince the people in the middle. But the whole thing right now is that the hardcore Republicans will vote for anybody who Trump doesn't endorse. And to endorse Trump, you have to suck his dick and be cuckoo. So like that is kind of the issue with Republic, you know. Yeah. But like you're talking about those suburban moms who have four or five kids that were all had gay friends and were in gay certain lines like they can like, oh, Mitt Romney seems fine. Like he's not crazy or whatever. This and that they get fooled. Yeah. And you gotta be like, like that looks like a guy that plays golf with my husband. Like, yeah. yeah. Or like, he looks like, you know, he's not outwardly racist in such an obvious way. He's not outwardly homophobic in such a hard, obvious way. Marco Rubio was like this. I had a exactly. lot of friends Ted that Cruz, were girls. All of them. Yeah. He's so gross. But like Mark, I feel like Marco, not Marco Rubio is handsome at all, but like relatively in that he like looks yeah. like someone you thing, might yeah. know. Yeah. Relatively Cuban. <laughs> Republican men. He's just Cuban. But. <laughs> I feel like that Nikki people do look at Nikki. There's a lot of things I'll say. People do look at Nikki Haley and they see that she's like not scary look. like and they're just like okay like that looks like someone we might know in a sweater and then they're like think and then that she she's talks fine. and it's like whoa yeah yeah she's saying crazy stuff but she's saying less crazy stuff than trump yeah which and is a low bar <laughs> which is a low bar exactly so 
Should we um should we do our next? What's boys a boys club? club you are a part of? I feel like um I'm pretty into um I got into Star Wars this year yes. <laughs> or no last year like um I guess like a year like so Star Wars and um some animated shows like not I'm not heavy into anime like that but like. I just finished Blue Eye Samurai. Have you seen it? No. no. You should watch it. I mean, if you like animation, it's not like anime anime. It's like American, so it's like not some, but like it's really fucking good. And it's voiced by Maya Erskine, and it's basically about a biracial samurai in like 1600s Japan. But yeah, like I like to like, and I'll watch like a Marvel stuff and like listen to all the podcast breakdowns. And like, I kind of like, I enjoy before i used to be like oh my god that's so guys like guys i have an appreciation like now i guess in my life i want to be submersed in a world and like when i'm consuming culture and media and stuff like i love like just learning about the lore and the world and yeah all this stuff and like breaking down like what were they what were the what was the like creator the writer trying to say about society with the you know yeah, so, yeah. and there, there's a lot there with with the comic books and with with star wars and with stuff like it gets really and i started with andor have you seen andor mm-hmm. so that's probably like the most political and like basically like hbo prestige drama level star wars like and that entry so that's how i entered into and then i'm like okay i understand the stakes and stuff and it's basically like for you know they got me with diego luna but um (laughs) you know it's like planning a heist and like what what it means to be a radical and like what it means to like stand up against fascism and that sometimes you have to do that's basically the whole thing is like sometimes you have to do like shit that fascists do to beat fascism and like how does that feel like in that moral damn great yeah so it's like and then like a lot of the um things like basically they have to steal like halfway through you find out they're they're trying to do a heist like a like from this fascist government has like three months of payroll in this one bank so they try to steal it so that they because they need money to fund the revolution because the revolution and then you you know in the podcast and the breakdowns i find out like this was based on a real thing that stalin did to like you know it's just like oh this is so cool you know yeah and that i feel like is very male (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) the way you said be submersed in a world or submerged submerged yeah submerged world building yeah yeah so I I got really into Game of Thrones was like coming out when I yeah. was in high school. So I think I was like I was like they were coming out when I was in high school and I was reading the books like in between seasons and I remember this like visceral feeling of being like I cannot wait to get home and read that book because it is so like you it's just you dive right in. It is really cool. And I feel like right now too especially just like so much stuff is just so like surface level and fast and content and yeah. fucking my fucking phone and Instagram and just like staring at this thing that is no, that has nothing to it. Like to be in a narrative that is so in a world that is so well built feels like really nice yeah and uh, yeah that's so that's such a good point because everything is like the way that you get followers and all this stuff is by constantly churning out and there's no way that you can churn out good quality content yeah like that and so it has to be like this yeah it has to be like the bare minimum easy hack thing Mm -hmm. that takes like doesn't take that much time to whatever so 
yeah, it is nice to like just get lost into this world and these things. I'm like, what does it mean? And and also like just in general, art and and things that make me excited are is when people have like a message or a social justice component mm-hmm. without really being so over like sometimes it's over but sometimes it's not um but when you're able to do that in a way and i mean that's what i love about comedy and like that's what i try to do with my comedy is like how can i make people think differently about a way or like see my point of view without like hitting them on the you know totally it's like so yeah like these world building things some of them you know some of them is like uh, like um you know the criticism of game of thrones is like damn like you have this whole which you know and not game of thrones specifically i was thinking like there's this Zack snyder movie rebel moon that got bad reviews and i I watched like the first hour and it's like yeah you have a fantastical world and like we're talking about like different planets and alien species and stuff like there's still rape like (laughs) like you cannot imagine a woman getting taken advantage of by like the military yeah it's like we still have to have that yeah yeah or like you know with game of thrones it's like okay the the black character the black characters they're slaves or you know whatever Mm -hmm. whatever like it's like oh you're not stepping out (laughs) yeah how fantastical is this really yeah it's like oh so you can have this and that but you can't have what you know so yeah that's a thing but yeah i grew up watching lost which i know is so different you know what no it's not because a lot of a lot of media now a lot of star wars will just like pluck from lost that's like a lot of the storylines and stuff that that's worth a re you should watch lost i know i gotta watch lost but i then i read all the shit about what was happening in that writer's room oh it was bad (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) there's this book that came out about like all the shitty things in hollywood and like toxic terrible things and the biggest case study um is lost and they had an excerpt of it in vanity fair that came out last year and it was like fucking terrible jj abrams is bad yeah both both the creators like you know there's a bunch of racist shit and a bunch of shit was jj abrams star wars too or am i making that up he did. I think he did do a Star Wars thing. Yeah, I thought maybe he was. Direct, I don't remember. He probably directed Something a thing. Like yeah, I think yeah. he directed one of the movies. There's so many Star Wars like spinoffs and stuff now. Like Disney Plus, I feel like it's full of all kinds yeah. of Star Wars stuff. But then what it's cool, what it's and it's kind of the same thing with Marvel. It's like here's our characters. What is your take on it? And like basically every spinoff is completely different. Yeah, because they really give the director. And the people like power to do, you know, that's why WandaVision was so cool because it was so different. And, you know, Andor and Mandalorian and all this shit is just like, it just all depends on the director and kind of what they're, you know, and like my toxic, my like toxic hot take with Marvel is that the, and I said this on a date once. Okay. I didn't talk to, okay. My toxic thing is that Captain Marvel is the best Marvel movie. <laughs> and that one's the one that's hated the most. Like, people fucking hate that. And I feel like it's sexist, like, that they don't like it. Is that Brie Larson? That's the Brie Larson one. Okay, wow. Cool. And it's basically, like, the whole premise of that is that she she has this power and she has, like, the potential to be, like, um, the most powerful being on the planet. 
And the guy who's been training her was like, you need to run away from your emotions and you need to like whatever you like. Once you stop being emotional, you can tap into your power and you need to stop being run by emotions. (laughs) But then what happens when she runs into the emotions and like she'll almost feel something and then run away because that's what her like master told her. And then what like she finds out is that like when she runs in like she actually was forced to see like the reality of her master and i'm like being super nerdy when she runs into it she finds out like that she was fucking gaslit and brainwashed her whole life and that like um the master is not a good person and actually when she tapped into the emotion that is what unlocked her yeah you know and it, it was just like and i'm like oh this is such a feminist thing because totally we're told like you're not powerful until, and it's like, no, what makes her powerful is that she's not shying away and she's able to unlock that. And like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, such a great to me was such a great feminist to like text. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Like when she fucking saw thing, and then also, yeah, she was brainwashed in amnesia because she was a pilot. It was so cool. It was like she was a pilot in the military in the 90s and she would face sexism all the time. And like she crashed her plane and like hit this chemical. And then they she was found on this planet. So she like thought she would grow up in this planet. But it's like kind of opposite Superman. Um, but yeah, like even like in her in her core, like in her memory, she's like, I was always discriminated against for being a girl. Or <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just a girl. You're just a girl. Like, you're always going to fail. And, and then she's like, yeah, there's this whole segment in like the movie where like, because she keeps like falling or like fighting or like she falls off the bike when she's a little kid or she's in the, when she's in the military, like, because it's, you know, and kind of like, what is it? Top Gun style. Like par- all her like colleagues are like, you're just a, like, shut up, bitch. Like whatever, you know, and she has all this stuff, but like, the whole point and she always like turns off her brain before she finishes all, all those memories and then at the end like it's a mon it's a montage of like yeah but she got up after you know she fell down yeah. and like fought you know oh that's cool and i feel like that's way because <laughs> i feel like compared to most marvel movies it's like guy like superman is like in a new planet and now he's just like this super well, guy superman is dc but <laughs> oh yeah true, 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 true. but like superhero stuff super, yeah. yeah like i feel like they rarely have like that kind of like i don't know a compelling emotional and i feel like that's the um, the evolution of the comic book stuff now yeah is that like now we're exploring more and we're learning like women writers and one uh, yeah and then you know black panther with like what does it mean to be black and like totally. what does it mean like all this stuff which is like real it's like you have these countries that have all these resources and black americans are really suffering here like what is that you know that's kind of the story of black panther and then like with um miss marvel which is like a muslim girl in jersey city like she has powers too but it's like her muslim community versus the, you know so it's fun you know yeah. and again it's like just taking these real world things and like analyzing them and using like superhero shit to like say these things you know yeah and then the thing is like a lot of comic book people like hated captain marvel and they fucking were like this is the worst movie ever they like harassed brie larson forever Boo. um I remember on a dating app, this guy was like, or I was talking to this guy on Hinge or something, and he was like, oh, I loved Joker, but Captain Marvel was fucking terrible. And I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> red flag. I, it, was a red, <laughs> it was a red flag. And I'm like, I'm like, there's another guy who was like, really? We had kept matching on like multiple 
things and then he had, we had like mutual friends and he kind of like made a big deal about like asking me out and he like asked his friends for advice on asking me out and he made this whole to do and then we finally go on a date and i thought it went great but he was like no like or it's like okay whatever but i'm like i wonder it's because if it's because i said captain marvel's the best <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I've only, I don't engage with that a lot, but I want to because that sounded incredible. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's like, you know what? And truly, that's what Housewives, it's world building. Yes. Well, when it's you a say world, yes. this interacting. And we're learning about real issues, which is what's happening on Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's like, you can't say like shit like race. You know, you're encountering race and class. And yeah. what does it mean to be a woman and single and divorced and all this shit? Like, because I randomly saw Guardians of the Galaxy, which is th- what is that? Is that that's Marvel? Yeah, that's yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Marvel. I saw the third one. Yeah, and like loved it, but I hadn't seen any of the other ones. It was just like a date. Like I went on a date to see this movie at like Nighthawk Prospect Park, and Fun. I was like, and by the end of it, I was like, oh no, I did. And to your point, it's like. I was completely outside of Brooklyn for two hours. Like it just like takes yeah. you somewhere else yeah. with different rules and different people. And like, I just like, yeah. And you watched the third one. So if you knew all of the whatever, but it's like, it's fun. But like, I know that I had that block of getting into it because of the toxic male, like boys club around yeah. it of like, well, do you actually this or do you actually that or whatever? Or like, it used to be so much better, but now it sucks. And it's like, Oh no, but now it's just accessible to more people. Yeah. 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 Which is like a lot of culture. White men. Exactly. Which is a lot of culture right now. So totally. Yeah. I I actually, I, that's so funny that you both said that about real housewives because I was literally just sort of having that thought the other day where that was something I like about Salt Lake. I was like, this isn't a place I'm never in. That's like always snowy and like has this entirely different vibe to it. So it really does feel like you're being transported somewhere completely different. Yeah. And I feel like real housewives, I mean, I used to write for WWE and that's a whole other thing and we don't have to get into that. (laughs) But the whole and like comic books do this too. But like the structure of like, you know, there's going to be a fight happening and it's between two different wrestlers every week. And there's also a bigger fight of like you're leading up to the Mm pay-per-view. So like, you know that this bigger fight and this bigger battle is going to happen, but then there's the week to week and you want to tune in because you want to see these two people go off and they'll tease it the week before that is housewives. And like, and like, the good housewives know like the you know because there are people like players like and the good ones know like oh this is not my week i'm gonna step back or like like literally literally i saw like this this season it's like somebody like lisa and monica were fighting at a dinner and then they paused or whitney and you know whitney and and heather were fighting and then they paused or they squashed it and then angie k's like well meredith actually now that we're talking and like they started fighting (laughs) and this and that and i'm like yes this is what people like this is what people like comic books this is what people like all that shit okay the fighting on housewives i am i really struggle with um what's what's the word when you're fighting with someone not conflict conflict Conflict. i struggle (laughs) with conflict well yeah apparently you can't even say the word so (laughs) and you're so conflict avoidant you can't even say the word it's not part of my reality yeah i was like i will eternalize everything there's something genuinely beautiful about watching people fight but also they actually just move on like because they're just like squash like okay back to normal whatever it was before and it was like that maybe is somehow healthy in there yeah no i mean the way that they take it is whatever but like there is like you conflict is a part of life yeah like and that doesn't necessarily mean 
there's a whole thing of like you know love languages but there's also like conflict language and, and apology language and it's like to some people like one fight means like it's done like this relationship is severed and in other people like in a fight is how you actually find someone's boundaries and all that you know uh, like uh, so. that's so interesting yeah. i'd actually never really thought about apology and conflict language but that makes so much sense like i never like put it in those terms but that makes a ton of sense yeah it's like a whole thing you could take quizzes online but it's basically like apology language is like how do you want someone to apologize to you when they fuck up it's like and some people like like hey i'm really sorry like they have to say i'm sorry acknowledge it and say how they're gonna do better or they do something in turn to like, you know, it's like same, same thing of like gifts of service or whatever, like, or acts of service, gifts, like whatever. It's the same thing of like, hey, I'm really sorry I did like this. Like, here's a bouquet of flowers. Or like, hey, I'm really sorry that I missed your thing. Like, in the future, I'm going to plan better and like, it's not going to happen again. Yeah. Like, people need that. Co- yeah. Different people need that. So, that's cool. It's all about understanding yourself. Yeah, I know. I love every box I can put myself in to understand that. <laughs> exactly. So getting we're not getting away from overlabeling. <laughs> we're never getting away from overlabeling. Um, should we do our last question? What's a boys club you wish to see in the world? I wish to see in the world. You know, um, we we need to really get more healthy male friendships. Like you were saying like in the gym. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, I, I totally get that. It's so funny because I saw um, I saw a, a TikTok or something, and it was like this gay guy, and he's like, "Gotta gotta go to the gym before the broccoli heads come by." <laughs> and it's like broccoli heads are like what you call like young like gents like with their big hair like yeah the, little sk- <laughs> yes. the broccoli heads in the gym and I'm like yeah the, and my nephew is a broccoli head for sure. That's so but, funny. Um, yeah, it's like more male friendships like that hold men accountable that provide space because i feel like when you have when men have that like it makes it so much easier to date them <laughs> yeah um, and it makes them healthier and happier and better citizens and better people because yeah it's really the scariest thing to me when we were actually when we had marsha on this podcast shout out marsha she was telling us about a show at caroline's that these like podcasters had that have like kind of a like a a big time dude following and all the t- it sold out immediately but all the tickets were individual sales so all these guys came by themselves mm. and i was like that is the most terrifying room of men like just all these solo but, dudes but maybe they could like i mean i'm hoping that after that they made some friends they made friends but yeah exactly it's like what can men do what can we do for like yeah i want to see more positive like that aren't surrounded by guns and violence or what you yeah. know what i mean um yeah that is like something i want to see because yeah it's like there is this loneliness epidemic and stuff and i've just also and i just say bring up in dating because i've just been out here for so long and it's just so confusing because you'll interact with this guy this is like the fucking cycle it's like you meet a guy and you know whatever now i'm like but like early in my 20s you meet a guy you hang out and then he's like i'm not looking for anything serious and then you're like okay fine whatever but then he like hits you up all the time and then when you guys have sex like he's like starts opening up about his mom or like stressed that he's going out and work and it's getting like really intimate and close because that's what you do with close friends you say like 
I'm having a bad day or like, oh, this or I was stressed about this. And like you help work them through and then you're like, okay, well, I'm feeling like a connection and I'm feeling like some kind of thing here and like whatever. And then they come over all the time and like now I'm like whatever and this and that. And then like when it's term time for you to like get some kind of care or emotion, like they're like, oh, wait, no, I said I don't want anything serious. And yeah. it's like oh you just want a friend like that you can fuck i mean that's a whole other the fucking part but i'm like <laughs> oh but you know if you had a friend who you can like actually like be this vulnerable with and you didn't feel like it had to be a woman then you wouldn't be wasting my fucking time yeah, yeah. i love asking i do ask on dates do you have friends do you have a lot of friends I, I ask really you chill. have to, now that it sounds crazy but like now you have to like i was seeing this guy like last year and um he had just moved here from france uh <laughs> so hot but but like you know we were seeing each other it was like a few months and then you know we had like a really great day and all this stuff and to me it was like yeah like this is the only person i'm seeing like you know whatever like we didn't have an exclusivity talk but like we talked of like he sound like yeah if it's going well then yeah like i'm open to being in a relationship so i'm like okay well this is going in that direction and um then you know a few months in he's like oh yeah i just want to let you know like i'm fucking two other people and i'm like jesus Christ. but i'm also like <laughs> but i'm like how do you have time for yeah. this <laughs> like how do like you take up so much of my time like yeah we're not seeing each other every day but like we're texting we're this we're planning like and it's just like oh you your hobby is dating like you don't have yeah. any fucking hobby you're not trying to make friends in america like you're and, and there's so many hobbyist daters this is what we talked about on go touch grass we had this whole episode about west elm caleb and it's like there's nothing wrong with people like that but like there are people out here who just date to because that's their thing their hobby yeah. is dating they live their life through other people and that's Ugh. crazy it, i mean not too crazy but it's like and That's not what a lot of people are doing. Writers, comedians, models. I feel like we are particularly interesting. To exactly. People. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like we can't be your everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's like a like a status sim. It's like I'm not a human being who's like a whole person that you you want to be in a relationship with. I'm like a Rolodex, like or I'm one of the people on your rotation, yeah. so that you know that you're in proximity to like this cool shit. Ugh, like yeah. there's so many people are like that i don't even want to say it's a men thing it's like there are like a lot of women like that too and like queer people i'm sure and all this stuff but like i that is like so not what i'm trying to do, you know yeah but i feel like it's because people don't really value friendship and it's like now i have to see like do you have friends like what are your friends like because some people don't like and i mean yeah. that's what his whole thing was like well you know i don't like if we break up you know i don't want to get you know i'm scared of being in something serious because if we end things like i'm just all alone and all this stuff and i'm like whoa yeah you're all alone because you put no effort into making friends i don't understand i mean i made this mistake many like you know when you move to a new place and like you start like you're like well i need to meet people and then like the easiest thing to do maybe is to go on hinge or something yeah it's like that's a that's a way i know i can like ask for connection because it's so hard to ask for friendship because it's almost feels 
more vulnerable in a way. Yes. It's like weird where it's like to be denied that feels almost worse. I would rather you tell me that you, it's like to be told that someone doesn't want to go to Applebee's with you is worse than someone saying they don't want to kiss you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So but like, I think so many people go that route where they like initially they're like, oh, I'm just going to like go on dates. I'm going to do this. And then they like look up and they're like, haven't ma- had spent any time trying to make friends and they have no like bedrock of a life yeah, or a community. And it's like, how are you going to, you know join another person in your world if you don't even have like a world to like show for yourself and i mean those people don't i guess i don't know or like those are the people who like when they're tired of the rigmarole then they pick one person and then their entire life becomes that i don't know yeah i I don't know you know i did this one guy went years ago years (laughs) years and years ago you hear that dad (laughs) (laughs) and i I think that what we were missing, and it took me so long to realize this, was like, I was not, this is so rom-com, I was not looking for someone to complete me. I wasn't looking for someone to do each moment of life with. I was like looking for my life to be enhanced in this one way to complement all the other parts. Yeah, of course. The parts that are not finished and the parts that are such a, such a rat rate. I don't even in a negative way, but like we have, we're doing this thing all the time. Whereas I think that person needed a, partner in this different way they needed someone to be their moon and the stars yeah and like yeah and that was just like i mean that's a thing to find out too you know like that's not yeah that's not what i'm trying to like some yeah that's not what i'm trying to do either like i want yeah i'm sure like want someone to like check in every few days and like we can spend time and enjoy together but like I'm living my life and you live yours. Do you want to date Connor? <laughs> <laughs> the Gay Straight Alliance is back. The Gay baby. Straight Alliance is back. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and oh you know, I'm, date- I'm used to dating straight guys, so you really don't have to eat pussy. On the side. Millie, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Of course. Um, before we go, do you want to plug your socials and we can plug the pod again? If you yes. Um, follow me at Millie Tamares, uh, Millie underscore Tamares, T-A-M-A-R-E-Z. On Instagram, TikTok, um, Millie to, at Millie Tamaris on Twitter because I am, again, I am straight. I am on Twitter. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Twitter is still toxic gay people too. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of that. Yeah, it's a lot of that. And I love it. Um, <laughs> so you can follow me at uh, Millie Tamaris, aka Wactose Intolerant on Twitter. And um, you can do uh, Go Touch Grass. Please listen to our podcast. New episodes every Wednesday-ish. And um, yeah, I'm so happy to be. I'm going to get myself a donut. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll get out of here and smooch on three. One, two, three. What's up, boys at home? Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on Instagram? At Connor Janda, C-O-N-O-R. Janda is panda with a J. And you can follow me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O-C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow us both at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. Uh, and we have a live show. Our live show is at Club Coming, typically on the last Friday of the month. And it is always the two of us and some of our favorite funny people. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah, often people from the podcast. So come check those out. Uh, if you live in New York, we'd love to see you there. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. Bye, boys.